morning, ladies. Good morning. My name's Tracy Doherty, and I'm so fortunate to be with you all this morning. I want to share a little bit, unlike Lisa's video, where she just talked about when her husband suggested scuba diving lessons, and that wasn't the best thing she thought. When my husband and I were in our early 20s, my husband suggested scuba diving lessons, and I thought, that sounds really cool. And so we did that, and we've been able to scuba dive all over the world. And I tell you what, if you ever get to check out God's creation below the surface of the water, it is magnificent, breathtaking, stunningly beautiful. So anyway, if you were at the conference last year, you'll recall I talked about how my husband, who's in the military, had deployed for the invasion into Iraq, and it just kept getting extended and getting extended and getting extended. And finally, 17 months later, he came home. And you know, that's a really long time. So we decided to go big on our family vacation. And we went to Turks and Caicos to one of those all-inclusive resorts. And it was just fabulous. Now our girls at the time were five and nine. And so they were too young to scuba dive. So we chose instead to do a lot of snorkeling. So we had signed up for a snorkeling excursion and they took about 50 of us out on a boat. And there were about four or five crew members and we're out there and it's just beautiful. And Catherine, our nine-year-old, and my husband were going down a little deeper to check out the coral. And I had Victoria, who was five at the time, we're holding hands and snorkeling. And I looked down and I saw a shark. Well, I knew it's like a nurse shark. It's not, you know, anything dangerous. And so I make sure Victoria sees the shark. And then I make sure Marshall and Catherine see the shark. And, and then I thought, doesn't everyone else want to know what I know? So I lift my head out of the water and yell, shark! and then put my head back down. And then I thought, you know, maybe that didn't go the way I pictured it. Sure enough, I lift my head and it is total chaos. People are swimming over each other trying to get back to the boat. You can see fathers, they're just launching their children back onto the boat. The crew is just like, what happened, what happened? So I'm gonna pause right there and we'll get to the rest of the story here in a minute. So. Get, we're talking about how we need to allow God to work in us, we need to allow Him to work through us, and then He will work beyond us. And last night we heard from Lisa about how God can work in us, and this morning we're talking about the through, the through. And I thought, what verse can we really focus on with the through? And I knew it was Matthew 5.14. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. If you're a Christian, if you're a Jesus follower, you are the light of the world. I want you to look at the women at your table and say, you are, the, you are light. If you're a follower of Jesus, then you are light. Will you hide it or allow it to shine all the time? Will you only bring that thing out on Sunday morning? Or, you see, or when you see someone from church, or will you shine all the time? Of course we want to be light, right? We just want to be light. But what keeps us from being light? In your booklet, there's a page that's numbered one through nine if you want to follow along that way or whatever works for you. What keeps us from choosing to be light? I think the first thing that keeps us from choosing to be light is others' expectations. Rather than focusing on what does God expect of me, we look at others to find out what they expect of us. They expect me to engage in gossip because, man, that was juicy. They expect me to respond in anger because I have been wronged. They expect me to see that movie because, you know, it won the Oscar. 
They expect me to buy that purse because it's really cute and everybody has one. And then what about social media? What's it done to our expectations? I'll never forget recently I ran into a woman who I knew they were in financial crisis. They were, they were really struggling with their finances. And they were about to celebrate their only child's first birthday. And so she was telling me about getting ready for the party. She had spent $1,000 on party supplies. That didn't include gifts. Didn't include gifts. Now this child would never even remember this birthday. But weren't those photos on Facebook going to be impressive? Going to be impressive. Galatians 1.10 tells us this. Am I now trying to win the approval of men, of women, or of God? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Am I trying to meet people's expectations or God's expectations? Am I a people pleaser or am I a God pleaser? I think the second thing that keeps us from choosing to be light is busyness. Busyness. Several years ago, I read this in a women's magazine. The health complaints of busy women have actually led the medical community to coin a new term called the hurried woman syndrome. Someone suffering from this syndrome may experience weight gain, low sex drive, moodiness, and fatigue. Doctors believe the symptoms are caused by the stress of doing too much, spreading oneself too thin, feeling overwhelmed and underaccomplished, and growing resentful of others' expectations, all of which can ultimately lead to hostility and depression. Anyone suffering from a little hurried woman syndrome. You know, busy, that acronym B-U-S-Y, busy under Satan's yoke. You know, the thing is, we treat ourselves like we treat our cars. As long as it's running, we don't pay attention to what's going on under the hood. You know, but think about a car that's idle. A car that's idle. It's wearing down its parts, it's using up all its gas, but it's not doing what it was called to do, to transport people. I think many of us are like that idle car. We're wearing ourselves out, we're using up our fuel, but we're not caught doing what we've been called to do. We're not shining. We got a lot of idle Christians. Lisa Jones last night talked about if our busyness keeps us from having a relationship with God. Because the thing is, before we can shine, we gotta have the in. We gotta have the in to then do the through, to then do the through. What else keeps us from choosing to shine? Number three is expert. Expert. We think we have to have all the answers. I don't know enough, I need more knowledge, I need to be smarter. I think what's one of our biggest excuses for not shining so many of us, we do Bible study on Tuesday morning, we go to church on Sunday morning, we read our Bible, we, take, we read Christian books, we just take it in, we take it in, we take it in. But if we're not exercising our faith, then we'll be spiritually obese. Spiritually obese. We got a lot of spiritually obese Christians walking by, walking by women who need to hear what you do know. The thing is, the disciples, they didn't just sit at Jesus' feet and just take it in and take it in and take it in. They did the thing while they were still learning. While they were still learning. You need to shine. You're never going to know it all. Knowledge changes nothing. Application changes everything. Everything. Mm -hmm.